Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. This week, we are going to get to know Jaden, a, a listener turned guest who we're catching in such a special moment in her life. She knows she's leaving Germany. People around her know she's leaving Germany, but she has not yet left. It's those weird liminal spaces that are just so fascinating to me. And I'm really excited that we got to connect and we got to record this episode in the midst of all of it. So full disclosure, this episode was recorded, I don't know, maybe a month ago, a couple weeks ago. So now that it's airing, she's much closer to leaving Germany than she was when we talked. I think this episode really feels to me like a little time capsule. For a lot of people, this is one we're going to go through at some point. I mean, of course, some people who maybe start out as as expats, as, as people moving abroad for an indefined period of time, end up becoming immigrants, right? They don't end up returning to their home country. They don't end up moving to another country. They stay put. That's where they live now. Done. But for many people, life abroad involves many steps along the way, or at least a couple. And for Jaden, she's from Canada, has been living in Germany for several years, but now she's actually repatriating. She's moving back to Canada, and she was so kind as to share a little bit about how she's doing it. In terms of logistics, we get into like the nitty gritty of like, what do you actually have to do to leave Germany properly? But then also the the feelings bit of it, you know, how does it feel to be leaving a place that you called home, a place where you've grown so much and where so many good and bad and everything in between things have happened in life. I just wanted to say right up front, Jaden, on behalf of, of me and the listeners who are about to get to know your story, I'm, I'm going to speak for them now too and say good luck with everything. It's really getting down to the wire. So I hope that you're able to put the to-do list down for a minute, really soak up and enjoy this moment and best and best of luck with the move and all the wonderful things that are ahead for you. All right. So with those good wishes in mind, let's hear from October 2022, Jaden. <laughs> Enjoy. My name is Jaden. I'm originally from Canada, I guess specifically in the middle, Saskatchewan, and I'm currently located in Stuttgart, Germany. I've been in Stuttgart for four and a half years now, which is crazy. We're recording end of October. When's your flight? Um, December 6th. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with a weird question. How many suitcases did you come with and how many will you be leaving with? <laughs> I love that question. That's a really good one. Um, so I came with two suitcases. All my luggage was lost when I came here. So I came with two suitcases. Um, it was eventually found again. Um, and I'm officially leaving with two suitcases, but I have to say I've taken two bags back over the, the last, I don't know, half a year. I would say or the last couple months. And when you say on the way over, you brought two bags and all of your luggage was lost, like, so you both of those bags got lost? Both of those bags got lost. Oh my god. 
<laughs> yeah. What? Oh, Jesus. So then you just had your carry-on. I had my carry-on and I had, at that point in time, I hadn't even traveled that much and I just kind of thought, you know what, oh, my luggage will, would never get lost. Like that happens to other people. So I didn't have e- even a change of clothes. I just, I had like a couple books and my laptop and <laughs> absolutely nothing went to me. Oh my God. How long did that go on for? I think it was only, I think it was only about two days at that point. But yeah, and then I, then I met my landlords and at that time I spoke only a handful of German words and my landlords didn't speak English and I think they were just like this this poor girl what is she doing here I don't think she should be here she doesn't know and she doesn't have anything with her <laughs> I mean two bags is already like very very little of course and yeah. I'm sure yeah. you went through a whole process of being like what do I really need what do I not need and you narrowed it down to two bags of things that you actually need and then you had zero bags <laughs> yeah yeah my whole life packed um, in two bags. Yep. I guess before we get to the two bags plus the two unofficial bags that are already back in Canada, I guess we should start with how it all started. <laughs> <laughs> what brought you to that moment of showing up in Stuttgart with zero bags, but two somewhere in Germany? <laughs> Honestly, this is the hardest thing to explain because I get asked all the time why I moved to Germany. And I don't really know. I <laughs> I graduated from university and I kind of... I had visited on a class trip actually the year before and I I kind of decided from that point on I want to move to Europe. I just I just want to have an experience, you know, 6 months to 1 year I'm going to move to Europe. Maybe I'll I'll look for a job in Europe. So everything kind of just fell into place here in Stuttgart. So I got a job here, decided to move out here and it was it was kind of just for a little adventure or what I thought at the time would be a little adventure. <laughs> Okay, so when you came with the with the just two bags, like you were like, it's only for a year anyway, like it'll be, it'll all be fine. Yeah, yeah. At that point in time, I said, you know, like six months to a year, maybe if it's going really well, two years. Okay, and then what happened? How did it become nearly five? <sighs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I think I just, I didn't realize how attached I would get to everything here and how much I would love it. And I have to say, I I was really lucky in the process. I ended up with a really good job that I enjoyed with really great coworkers and started kind of building a life here. I think I think I forgot that element when I first moved. I kind of thought, okay, it's a little adventure, but I forgot that you you kind of invest in building a life and learning the language and then yeah, this became home. That's like one of the easier, simpler journeys. <laughs> uh, I honestly have to say, yeah, both directions, I would say, yeah, coming to Germany and, and leaving. I think I'm I'm really lucky. I just, I've had a lot of things kind of always fall into place for me. I mean, I have to say, I worked really hard to make everything work, but, but that being said, yeah, I've been really lucky. Yeah. Well, but then that begs the question, yeah, how did <laughs> you decide to leave? Because it sounds like if the big things were falling into place and, and you were capable, like you had the, the tools you needed to be able to like fight through and get through the not so easy parts. So then like, if things are good, if things are great, then how come we're talking about two more suitcases on the way back? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I kind of have to tell the whole story for this. Um, Do it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'll walk you through years one to four. So I guess year one was really a honeymoon phase for me. And I, of course, there were some some blows, but generally I was really excited about being in Germany. Everything was really new. Um, I wasn't really worried. I wasn't thinking too far ahead into the future. Um, but then 
your two in three hit. And I kind of, I started overthinking living in Germany and questioning where I wanted to be long-term. Of course, I was really enjoying living in Germany. I worked really hard at integrating, learning the language, but I also kind of spent a lot of time questioning, should I be here? But will, do I want to be here in a few more years? Where do I want to be? My family's so far away. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of expats uh, move to a different country and they can say, I find this new country is a lot better than the country that I come from, or this country provides a lot more opportunities for me. But it's with Canada, it's really tough to say because in some ways Germany's better, in some ways Canada's better. And in the end, it kind of balances out. So it's more about what I want. And I had a really hard time with that. So I did a little bit of expat coaching last year, and I kind of kept coming back to the point of this is where I want to be for now. I don't really know where I want to be later. So I worked on that a lot last summer and fall. I, I finally came to the point where I accepted, you know what, I think I'll probably be in Europe and Germany forever. Yeah, I don't see myself going back. There's only family in Canada. Kind of got to the point of complete acceptance last October, November. And then I met a guy <laughs> in Canada, which is which is complicated. I don't know. Yeah, everything about our relationship has been really intentional, I guess, since we first met and how we kind of, how we tested the waters, I would say. So we started with a trip together. And then in the spring, he came to visit me and meet my friends because it was important to me that he saw my my world here. And then I went back to Canada in the summer for a month to work from there. And we met each other's families. And at that point, I was ready to make a final decision and take the leap it's not all about him. It's also, I mean, I'm also really excited about moving back to Canada too and looking forward to some change. But yeah, that was that was kind of our long-term plan. You know, if things go well, then after a year, we want to be in the same same country. And was there any ever talk of him joining in Germany? We did, especially at the beginning. I, I tried to mention it, but he's a pilot. So the barriers are pretty steep. It's It would be pretty hard to restart his career over here. In some ways, I'm ready and looking forward to moving back to Canada. So that was kind of our natural choice, I guess. It's so funny that when you, okay, when you first mentioned him, right before you said that, um, you'd said like, yeah, I'd kind of accepted and come to peace with the whole thing and da, da, da. And I was joking in my head, like, oh, man, that's what they say about dating, right? It's like, right <laughs> when you decide you're happy with being single is when you meet the love of your life. Um, you know, <laughs> so cliche. I hate that it's so cliche. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because with you, it's like, of course, it's true with the person, but also with the place. You know, like you finally come to like the moment of, okay, I think I've figured it this out. I think I'm going to be here, and that's good, and I'm happy with the decision. And then it's in that moment of acceptance that yeah. the relationship yeah. with place also changes. Can I ask a bit about like what was it like when you kind of come to that point of acceptance pre the life change that's now coming your way? Like what did that look like or feel like this sort of like, ah, I guess I'll be in Europe. Yeah, honestly, it was just generally a feeling of peace and and acceptance. I, I don't think it was. Yeah, there was not, nothing big that happened. It was finally a moment where I wasn't you know, overthinking or questioning everything. Did you feel any element of like, I guess, frustration when you then you met your current partner and started thinking, ah, no, maybe maybe my life's going to go in this other direction? Were you at all frustrated being like, oh, but I just 
but I just found the peace with this other thing. <laughs> Part of my acceptance was not that I'll be in Germany forever. I think it was more I'll be in Europe forever. I came to the decision that I don't think I want to be in Germany long term, but for now it's okay. So I guess I have to clarify that one a little bit, maybe at the beginning. I don't even remember now, but I think I was just at the very beginning, I was excited about the relationship and I kind of thought, we'll see if this actually pans out the way we're talking, but you know, till this point it never has. So, so why would it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it did. <laughs> and then it did. It, we honestly, it's kind of I'm almost embarrassing, but at the very beginning, I think February, we, we came up with a plan. And weirdly enough, we've pretty much executed the entire plan as we originally talked about. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very German of us. In a yeah, way. very impressive in yeah. that way. Is that in line with both of your characters to, to kind of approach problem solving in this way? Yeah, I mean, definitely mine, for sure. I kind of, I like to have an, a plan, at least in my head, even if I don't communicate it to other people. At some point in that plan, there was, on month X, we decide if we're doing this or not, aka if I move <laughs> back or not, or like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was, and this is the month I would have to quit my job in order to be home by December, and yeah, everything. This is the month I have to cancel this. I did... I did a lot of research in the spring just in case because I know that in Germany you don't get out of canceling things that easily and they're not as sympathetic. In Canada, if you don't cancel something, they say, oh, no problem, we'll refund you. You couldn't have known you had to cancel it a week in advance or two weeks in advance. And in Germany, they're like, hmm, you're out of luck. You should have known you had to cancel it five months in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you didn't even know that you needed to, like at five no, months no. in you didn't even know that you yeah. would need to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so true. Oh my God, amazing that you were thinking about this kind of stuff because, I mean, if you were approaching it in a different way, those would have been the really cruel surprises. Um, yeah, totally. But at least you, yeah, you could make the decision that's best for you, for your relationship. Mm -hmm. And then also you knew <laughs> what that meant for like actual reality. Another weird, weird weird question, but this is Germany we're talking about. <laughs> Did you encounter any, so yeah, the German words in my head, Kundigung is like the giving notice, cancellation, whatever. Like a Kundigung is standard three months. Did you encounter any six weeks before the quarter Kundigungen? Hmm. No, actually, thankfully not. Okay, because I just learned about these and I'm like, I'm shooketh. Like, what? Excuse me? What is the math on that? What does that even mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, that would have really thrown off my whole plan. <laughs> no, thankfully not. A few times where it's I don't know, so many business days before three months or the Tuesday before three months or something, but that's about it. What are the things you had to cancel? Because I feel like in my day-to-day -day life, I more or less lose track of what actually is just running in the background. <laughs> so what was your list of like I have to go through and and I guess that would be September, right? Like August, September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing I did, of course, was quit my job. Um, I have to give three months notice. But in this case, I was actually, I was more certain about my decision sooner than I thought I'd be. So I ended up giving about four months notice. Of course, I had to give three months notice on my rent. 
And then just all the little things like, for example, like personal liability insurance, looking into stuff like that, canceling my train ticket because I have a yearly train pass. I mean, it's really nice that you knew sooner than you needed to cancel, especially for your work and stuff. So did you just like, did you just go tell them one day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I told work earlier than I expected also is my boss was going on sabbatical. So I was actually not planning on quitting through him, but I thought about the fact he'd be gone a month and a half and he would want to know and he would be called anyways. And I thought, you know what, I'll just do this a little bit sooner than planned. Yeah. So I just set a meeting with him and I canceled. Yeah. Officially just quit my job and then sent them the letter the next day. Did it go over well? (laughs) It went over extremely well. Right away, he actually kind of said, no, this this isn't allowed. And I, I said, what do you mean? You can't say no. And he said, well, would you ever consider working for us as a freelancer from Canada? I think we can try and make something work. Are you open to that? I am. It's not official. We haven't figured out the details yet, but I'm I'm hoping that'll happen. That's I think that's the best of both worlds. Man, like that's such a relief too, because Another thing I wanted to ask about is like, it's not only the cancellations here, it's also setting a life up for yourself there. And even if it's your home country, that does not guarantee that you have a life just waiting for you. So the job's probably the biggest question mark to fill in, but to even have the feeling like, ah, I might have a chance to not have to completely restart on this one front. That has to be great. Totally. totally. (laughs) Like, yeah. One thing that I don't have to worry about today. And I'm one of the things I guess I would say is I'm I'm a little bit nervous about what's going to happen to my German and knowing, you know, hey, I I still get to speak German every day. That's also really nice. You can tell that you've learned German really well and really deeply because you've already had just little like, you know, these reaction sounds that people have. Like your reaction sounds are (laughs) exactly your reaction sounds are German ones. (laughs) I know. Did you have to do a lot of work on job hunting for Canada from here? This point, no, I've I've done no job hunting for Canada. It's super tricky with the timeline because, you know, here, for example, the, the cancellation period is three months. And in Canada, you know, it's usually about two weeks notice. So they could hire you, you know, and you'd be starting a month later or something. So that's tricky. I kind of had already decided, you know, I'm going to take December off, obviously, with the move. I'll be moving back then it'll be Christmas. So I don't want to jump into anything in December. We had decided we want to travel in January, which means I would be looking for jobs as of February, which is still, it's just a tricky timeline to manage. So at this point in time, I've done very little job hunting. That is also a very wonderful thing because that means you have built in time to like, A, relax and adjust while you're there. (laughs) But also B, that means you don't have to be double stressing while you're here. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, you don't need a visa for Canada because you're from there. So you can just kind of be there. And like, let's say you, I'm sure this won't happen. But like, if you don't find something in February, if you don't find something for six months or a year, which again, it's not going to happen. But it could because you wouldn't get kicked out of the country. <laughs> yeah, That's great. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm, maybe it's a little bit naive of me, but I feel like there's a lot more to do on this end. And once I get to Canada, it's a little bit more smooth. I feel like setting everything up is a little bit easier there, a little bit more digital. Yeah, but then this is a really interesting fall for you because you know you're going. And slowly but surely, the people around you also know that you're going. 
I want to focus on the, the the sort of life and relationship aspect of things for a minute, because presumably over four or four and a half years, you've built up a friend circle, you've built up hobbies and activities that fill your days. How has this move been impacting all of that? It's really weird. It's just, it's a super weird time. I feel like it's the weirdest transition period because it, it's so long. But generally, it's okay. Okay. Weirdly enough, I kind of, I feel like most of my friends are going through a transition phase right now too. It almost fits really well, for example. So I've always lived with three German roommates. Um, So for the first three years, which I guess is pretty uncommon, it was me and the same three Germans. Um, And then one roommate moved out. And then in the last couple months, the other two have actually also moved out. So for example, I have a completely new set of roommates. It kind of feels like, in some weird ways, like my time here is complete and I'm really excited for this new chapter, but I am really sad about the life that I built here and that now all the people I'm closest to are here and I'm leaving them behind and it's, I'm concerned about how it'll affect my friendships with people here because I know, I know the reality is, is that it's hard to stay in touch with a large number of people. Would you say that you're, these people that you're speaking of, are they like a one group or one intertwined network or is it kind of individual one or two people here, one or two people there? Yeah, one or two people here, one or two people there. I mean, outside of the whole, all of my roommates. Man, I don't know if that's harder or easier because it, that's that's more people or like more units to keep in touch with on one yeah, hand. Yeah. On the other hand, it could be really painful if, if you had one giant friend group and they're all going to keep doing their thing, you know, and yeah, yeah. you're just absent from it all of a sudden, that's that's its own kind of challenge. So I mean, I guess there's no winning on that front. Have you guys talked about all of this, all of these shifts and changes that are happening or like how you envision moving forward? A little bit. I almost think it's easier in a way because, you know, what I miss won't exactly exist anyways. Everything's going to be a little bit different and new and Most of my closest friends knew from the beginning that there was a good chance I was going to be going back to Canada. So we've talked, we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. This is maybe a weird question, but did any, did you have any sense of like people taking a step back from you once it was clear that you might be going? I don't really think so. That's, that's an interesting question because I, I'm very aware of when I'm almost taking a step back, but I don't think... I've noticed others taking, if anything, I feel like they're more aware that our time together is precious and they're almost taking a step forward and, you know, wanting to enjoy the time we do have. That's really nice. Yeah, I guess maybe there's a difference there if you're saying mostly it's German friends. I've at least observed it in expat circles or or sort of international circles. The student internationals versus the job, love, otherwise internationals um, are really different. Like the student ones, there's an assumption that people are going to be moving and shifting and that these friendships are probably, you know, for now with an open end, right? And then with Mm -hmm. especially like the people who move like for a better life or for love and are more permanently rooted in the new place, they're more looking for other internationals um, or locals, but people who are staying, you know? And I've I've observed sort of a certain closed offness if from someone who's only looking for long-term friends um, and if they meet someone who's cool, but that person's maybe transient. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I've even observed when someone shifts teams, like they thought they would be permanent, but now they're temporary um, or vice versa. Their reception 
changes. But it sounds like maybe with the German community that you were friends with, that's maybe less present. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't noticed it. And what about coming to terms with leaving your day-to-day life, your this culture that you've found home within for these years? Have you been doing like a little go- goodbye tour of Stuttgart and Germany? <laughs> Not yet, but that's something that's really important to me. And I'm, that's, I guess, part of the reason why I've been so organized through the process is I really want to leave the space and the time at the end to spend time with people and not be so stressed at the end. I will say every every time I do something now that I never would have thought twice about before, there's kind of the thought of, is this my last time? Or is this one of the last times that I, you know, that I meet these people or that we do this thing? And sometimes I overthink how many lasts I'm having, but not knowing if they're lasts or not. Yeah. But it's still, at this point in time, I still have six weeks. So I'm so far not a lot of lasts yet. Well, one thing with Germany is it's so seasonal, right? So there are so many activities you can only do in that certain season or foods you can only eat in that one season. Did you feel that over the summer where you're like, I have to go to this place for my bucket list that I never got to or like I have to swim in this lake as much as I can because I know it's my last summer? Hmm, That's a good question. I don't really think so. I feel like I've, for the most part, I've really done the things that I wanted to do. There's, of course, a couple things on my Germany bucket list, but honestly, I feel like I did most of the things I really wanted to do, and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm really leaving anything behind, yeah. Man, it's so different with the way it's so organized, and it, like both by how you seem to approach things, but by Germany itself, how it demands in some ways that you know these things so far in advance and that you you're, you have your eye on it. Like It's reminding me of when I was leaving Chicago um, for Germany. And I knew it for a long time. And I think some of my employers knew, most of my friends knew, but really it only became real in the last maybe like two or three weeks because you just don't do things Mm -hmm. that far in advance there. And also it's like a rat race. So I was working. So I I just, I remember being like, yeah, I don't really have time to be that sad about it or like to, 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 I don't know, mull over bucket lists or to do's it was more just like living in the moment in a way and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. at one point it was like well shoot I guess I gotta sell my bike rack real fast huh (laughs) (laughs) but here you've got all of that time to to think about it and it um, changes it for sure definitely the longest transition period ever (laughs) (laughs) is it getting painful it's a little bit it's so weird I mean some days I'm just super happy here and I feel super in the moment and I'm like I just want to soak up every last minute of this I love this so much and then the next day I'm like this is so long (laughs) um it's it's very weird knowing something is coming for three months and nothing changing though really in that time did you ever try to like get organized and sell your furniture and stuff before you actually could? Like I could almost imagine a scenario where it's like, okay, I just want to be doing something. And then all of a sudden you've accidentally sold your bed and you still have two months left. <laughs> I have a friend that did that. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't that because I think I, I saw from his experience. I'm, I'm a, I have to say that I'm not that organized. It was more like, oh, I could start, you know, I had things I could start doing that I definitely didn't do in the earlier phases. So <laughs> no, I'm just starting now on the furniture side of things right now. Man, and, and another thing on top of all of this is like time must be just the weirdest concept for you right now. And on top of that, you're like about to finally move to and and with your partner. And I'm sure that's also a huge aspect of it. Like 
part of you is probably like, okay, six weeks until finally we're not separated. <laughs> and then I feel almost bad for thinking that because I don't, I don't know, I don't want to wish away this time. Like I know it's been a really wonderful four and a half years and I I want to appreciate every moment, especially especially till the end. And Well, and then some days are just bad days and then you're like, but I can't have a bad day. I have, I'm supposed to be cherishing the moments. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I mean, with work too, I, weirdly enough, work has been very stressful to the end and I'm... I'm kind of thinking, I don't know, aren't you not supposed to be stressed about a job that you've already quit? It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. It's always been confusing to me with this three months thing in Germany because, I mean, at least the way I understood it from the U.S. is like it's two weeks because they don't want people getting paid to sit around and do nothing. And my perception would be, well, if you have three months, like surely some of that time you're going to be spending like writing tutorials for your whoever takes over your gig and whatever, whatever. But doesn't that just invite people to kind of chill? But it sounds like no, it sounds like you're working very hard. I am, but I honestly, (laughs) I I have the same doubts. Like three months just seems very long. Okay. And then looking forwards, thinking about the Canada side, do you have to find housing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're planning on, yeah, switching cities, which is a big one. Oh, man. Of course. Traveling in the middle of it, it's complicated plan. I honestly don't expect to be settled till maybe next spring. But again, I feel like finding housing is a very hard thing in Germany. So in comparison, it'll feel it'll feel a lot easier. Where you'll be moving to, do you have like a community already, like friends or family in that city? Um, I have two sisters there and maybe a couple friends that I think about it, but otherwise it's, it's going to be starting fresh. But I mean, two sisters and a partner in one place. True. That's a pretty good, true. That's a, pretty good that's start. a lot more than I started with on this end. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to be having that feeling of like, well, okay, if I did all of this <laughs> under those circumstances, surely. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm just going to treat it the same way as I treated coming here. You know, it's an adventure. So I'll just try and enjoy it. And one last question to round it up is, do you have the final supper checklist? Like, do you have a list of go-to restaurants, bars, mm. bakeries, whatever, that you're like, okay, I know that my last meals will include this? That's a good question. No, not really. But maybe I need to make a list. I <laughs> I really love the Turkish food here. I have one Turkish Turkish restaurant that I really love. So that might be my one of my last things. But I'm not so in love with German food that I'm desperately missing it already. Maybe when I when I move back, I'll be surprised with how I feel about it. But I yeah, I I don't expect to miss it too much. <laughs> I feel like that's part of the fun of it too though is like you just can't predict what you'll end up missing you know no. what memories have really <laughs> grilled themselves deep and maybe it's not food related right maybe it's just like the part of your commute where you take this left-hand turn through a really beautiful street and like one day four months from now you're just going to be hit with like oh, man I just missed that you know and you, but you just you can't predict it you can't really do anything about it now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know it's coming <laughs> it's a weird moment <laughs> No, it's very weird. Okay, I lied. I do have one more question. You live in Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the pig museum? I feel like you probably knew I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> um, have you been to the pig museum? Uh, this year, yes. In my life, twice. Oh, wow, twice. You went back a second time. Okay. I did. No, I think it's honestly, it's it's at the top of the list of things you must do in Stuttgart. <laughs> I feel like it's just so, I don't know. 
Very unique. My friend who visited um, a couple months back, her favorite animal is pigs. And she used to have a pig collection when we were kids. And it was like a really weird eclectic pig collection because her mom used to work in thrift stores and like long story, but it was just weird pig things. And so when she was coming to visit, I was like, well, do I have a day trip for you? And we went. (laughs) And oh, man, I have such funny pictures of her reactions to certain rooms where she's like, this is just my child, like the corner of my childhood bedroom that was my pig collection on steroids, copy and paste it exponentially <laughs> in a freaking castle building that used to be um, a slaughterhouse. I didn't realize that. That's pretty what? messed up. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Uh. And then you can eat mostly pig food in the beer garden restaurant of the <laughs> former slaughterhouse that is now a pig museum. Oh my God, it's a fever dream. The whole thing is a fever dream. I walked out of there and I was like, I don't think I can eat pig for a few days or look at a pig ever again. But it was it was fun. <laughs> You'll never see anything like it. That's for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we are now going to round the corner and head home with the ending segment, which is called Tuck, Tuck, Tuck. It is a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? Okay. I hope so. All right. What are you leaving space for in your suitcase that you're going to have to bring with you when you go to Canada? Okay. Right now they have these little, you know, like the little little Kinder Regal, like the little bars that are just the regular bars, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. They have, (laughs) right now they have limited edition dark chocolate ones. Oh. And I'm hoarding those. I, it's really, I, right now I don't know how much space I'm actually going to have. So I'm trying to keep my hopes down. Makes sense. But it makes chocolate. Sense. Chocolate will definitely come back with me. In your years in, in Germany, I assume you did a little day tripping, a little weekend tripping, a little longer tripping. Um, what's your favorite corner of Germany that you got to see? I really like Bavaria. I really like the Alps, I have to say. They do kind of earn their reputation. Yeah. And yeah. I really like, I don't know, the like you you see the stereotypes of like, guys going on hikes in their little hose and then I don't know the beer's really good I mean the beer's good here too but yeah <laughs> it does taste a little bit better when you're like looking out at the Alps <laughs> definitely yeah and finally I don't actually know if I can even phrase this question correctly but I'm gonna try my, my Canada knowledge is kind of embarrassingly limited but you got back to Canada I'm assuming based on all stereotypes I know you're going straight to Tim Horton's um what's your what's your order on the tim hortons menu oh this is embarrassing it's been a really long time since i've been there i usually get yeah like a coffee like a double double or um or just like a mocha and they have it's called a fruit explosion muffin oh that's usually what i get yeah what does that mean it's just like a jam filled muffin there's the fruit great. just explodes out of it. <laughs> I love that they named it a fruit explosion muffin. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy your your coffee and your fruit explosion muffin. <laughs> um, where can people find you if they would like to reach out? I'm on Instagram, jmat, so J-A-E-M-A-T-S. Thank you for doing this episode. It was really interesting to get to capture you at this bizarre moment in life. We'll have to check in in like, I don't know, six months or a year or something and see how the reality is comparing to what we're talking about now. But yeah, I wish you nothing but the best and lots of of happiness and joy ahead. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Jaden for coming onto the show and sharing this specific moment with us. If you liked this episode, please recommend it to a friend and then go ahead and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm a one-woman show over here, so I really, really appreciate it. It's the best way that you can help me grow the show and connect to new listeners who might also benefit from this content. As always, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at The Cast, and you can find me online at TheExpatCast.com. As mentioned last week, I'm planning out the last several months of episodes, so if you think you might have a story to tell, please do go ahead and reach out. Let's see if we can make that happen. As always, I want to thank Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, it'll be Thanksgiving in the U.S. So we're going to celebrate with an interview with a fellow U.S. American living abroad. She is living in Austria, and we try to learn more about the similarities and differences between these two neighboring countries as we look at it as outsiders. Until then, have a wonderful week. This done. Cheers!